This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. According to Ephesians chapter 6, which has been our core scripture throughout this series, and we just shifted to another level, the core scripture in Ephesians is basically a metaphor on the spiritual battle or the spiritual warfare against the enemy and us. And it talks concerning the protection that God has provided for us. He said, put on the whole armor of God. As you can see, my whole armor, I've been waiting for piece by piece to come in, and I'm so excited about it because I want to walk through every piece of the armor because you need to be suited up for battle. We have a real enemy that comes in the spiritual realm and tries to mount an attack against our mind, but God gave us everything that we need in order to win. So now we just have to leverage everything that we know and prepare to win. We've got the whole armor of God here. The whole armor consists of seven pieces of equipment, seven pieces of gear. We talked about the football player who has to have all the gear on so that he can function properly and play the position that he is supposed to play on the football field. And the whole, the whole game of football is to gain yards so that you can get in the end zone. The enemy has been trying to gain yards, but we're going to stop him and we're going to block him because we're putting on the whole armor of God. So the whole armor consists of seven pieces. And it's amazing to me that it's seven pieces because we know that the number seven is the number of completion. So he has given us a complete, a complete set of armor to win in any and every situation and in every circumstance. He has given us a complete set of armor so that we can stand and we can stand strong covering the whole world with our prayer. The first piece of battle armor that he's given us is the, the loin belt. This is the loin belt, the loin belt, and also the breastplate of righteousness, the breastplate, then the feet shod or shooed with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This is called the grieve, and this is a part of the shoe armor so that you would have like metal boots on when you go to war. When you look at these shoes, they don't look like much, but they were made a certain, a specific way in order for the person wearing the shoes for their feet to be protected, but they also came with Nails in the bottom of them so that you can gain ground, that you can stand strong, and so that you can kick the snot out of your enemy. Are you listening to me? So we've got the loin belt, the breastplate, the greaves, the shoes. Then we've got the shield of faith. This is a replica of a shield, and I'll hold it up. It's a little bit heavy. I'll hold it up a little bit. But an actual shield was custom designed, custom made, custom made for each and every soldier. So Tavon's shield, how tall are you? Would be six feet tall because it would be like a door to cover him from top to the bottom. So we've got the shield of 
faith. You have enough faith. You do have enough faith for any and everything that comes your way. You're covered in enough faith, all the faith that you need to win. Listen, here's a revelation. The enemy is not allowed to come to you to test you or to tempt you beyond your level of faith. Where are we at, parents? How many of us would allow our fifth grader to take a college entrance exam or take the bar exam if they've not studied for that? We, they can test them on their spelling words and their ABCs and writing sentence and punctuation and mathematics and timetables, but not on a bar exam because we will not allow our child to be tested beyond what they're able to pass. Likewise, God has given you all the faith that you need. His faith will be from the top all the way to the bottom like a door to cover you. You're covered with your faith. Then the helmet of salvation, the helmet of salvation. Not only does it cover the top of the head, it covers the side of the head, it covers your mouth, and it covers your neck to keep the enemy from taking you out of here. And then, of course, the sword of the Spirit. Come on, Tavon, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pull that out, Tavon. Yeah. The sword of the spirit. This is for close con- contact, hand-to-hand combat. We've, of course, dulled. This is dulled, so none of these things are dangerous. So don't snatch it up and try to hurt nobody. All of these things are dulled. But this is to show you what the word of God is to do. The word of God is supposed to be sharp and quick as a two-edged sword, cutting in and cutting on the way out in the name of Jesus Christ. And then the seventh piece, the seventh piece does not as noticeable in scripture is the spear or the lance of prayer, the lance of prayer, which includes all kinds of prayer, not just petition, which is the number one prayer that we pray, always asking for something, but thanksgiving, intercession, petition, supplication, prayer of healing, prayer of praise and worship, prayer of thanksgiving, all different kinds of prayers, in particular, the prayer of intercession. So the spear was to be thrown from a long way away. So we can do, we can create so much damage in the kingdom of darkness a long way off with our prayer. Oftentimes this lance or this spear of faith would be 24 feet long and it would be broken into three pieces almost like a a fishing rod and they would put it together. And the beautiful thing, thank you, everything here had to be held onto by this loin belt, the girdle, the girdle of truth. So my emphasis or my main thrust for today is truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, the word of God, and prayer are more than just words. They're weapons. They're weapons. And we are supposed to leverage everything that we have to prepare to win. I'm going to take my time and I'm going to go through every piece of this battle armor so that you can really get a revelation and get an understanding. Oftentimes when we read the word of God, we just read through scripture and we think that we understand what it's saying without taking the time to really go through and dissect it piece by piece. Gabby Essence and I are reading through the Bible together every day. So we're reading through the Bible and oftentimes I I get stuck because I want to stop right there and just take the time and research everything because it's hard for 
me to just keep going past without getting all the goody out of every single word. According to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 18, I'm pushing it through today, and I'm going to take my time, and I just need to lay down some foundation today. Is that okay? Sometimes if you rush through and the foundation is not there, everything crumbles. So give me an opportunity to lay the foundation down so that we can build upon this. Listen to me, so that this church right here, these people right here, will create a revival, a revival in the land from the north to the south to the east and the west in Jesus' name. According to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 18, I believe this is the message translation, this says, be prepared, be prepared, like Larry said before, you got a choice. Will you do those things that are necessary that will prepare you? Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Not just far more than you can handle, but far more than you can handle on your own. Listen, take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be standing on your feet. Truth righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. That's why I'm going through this battle armor piece by piece so we can learn about it, not just for information in our head, but then we can apply it in our for real life. You'll need all of this throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential. It's essential. It's absolutely necessary. No way around it. Prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. You've got to get a revelation that prayer is not just begging God. Prayer is not just crying and and making loud noises. We've got to get into the real principle of prayer. Today we begin to sing the song and we talked about Jaira. When we really delve into prayer, we begin to pray and we begin to use all the names of God. He has many names and when we call that particular name, that element is released on us. When my kids call mom, the mother, the mother part of me jumps out. When my mom says, Andy, the daughter of me, uh, jumps out. When my spiritual sons and daughters say, Pastor Mom or Pastor, the pastor in me jumps out. Come on, whatever you call, whatever element, whatever principle of him, whatever name that you call him, because he has so many names. Of course, he is the almighty God. But when we call him Jireh, that means he is provider. And he has provided us with everything we need to leverage and gain the win. It goes on to say, pray for your brother brothers and sisters. Not pray against them, pray for them. Pray for your brothers and sisters. May I take a station break right now? Let's grow up right here. Let's grow up. Let's just make a decision. I'm just going to grow up right now. I'm just going to be mature right now. I'm going to be a mature Christian. I'm going to have a rhinoceros rump from now on. I'm going to let stuff fall off my back like water off a duck's back. I'm not going to be easily offended. I'm not going to be easily taken aback. I'm just make a decision. Even if nobody ever says I'm sorry, I just forgive people so that I'm in alignment with the will and the way of the Lord so that the anointing can flow from the head to the beard to the skirt, which is where God commands a blessing. Just make a decision. Make a decision right now. I just forgive everybody. 
I just forgive everybody. Ain't nothing that nobody did to me that deep that I get out of alignment with the Lord and my prayers are not effective. Are you listening to me? It goes on to say, pray hard and pray long. Listen, not just for yourself. Not just for a new car, a husband, a, a man, a woman, a, a house. Not for that. But let's pray long and hard for our world. Do you understand? Our whole world is under assault. The whole world is under attack. We thought COVID was something. The devil retreated. Why did he retreat? So that he could get reinforcements to come back stronger. Come on, we've got to pray long and hard. We've got to pray like never before. It goes on to say, keep your eyes open. Don't be blind to the stuff. Media just bombards you so much that we're just like a bobblehead looking looking at the media and believing everything that the media spits out to us. And, and it's designed to create fear. And anything that you hear over and 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 over again, you're inclined to believe it. Keep your eyes open. Stay alert. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or no one drops out. Listen to me. In the name of Jesus Christ and by his blood I command you right now in Jesus name get quit out of you come on you bet not quit you bet not quit come on I went to my old zip code but you better not quit now is not the time to die but live listen to me truth righteousness peace faith salvation the word of God and prayer are more than words they're weapons. When you have a real enemy that is coming against you, coming against your family, coming against your community, coming against your city, your state, your nation, coming against your world, we need to fling and leverage every weapon that God has given us because he's given us everything that we need to gain the win. He's given you everything. He's given you the whole armor of God to keep you alive and so that you thrive. According to Psalm number 119, stanza 93 in the Passion Translation, it says, I can never forget the profound revelations you've taught me, for they have kept me alive. Psalm 119, same scripture in the Good News Translation, says, I will never neglect your instructions, because by them you have kept me alive alive. Listen to me. God has given us instruction. He's given us the word of faith. He's given us the whole armor of God. Listen, we've got to leverage everything that God has given us against the real enemy. Come on. Part of it is our prayer. Prayer of thanksgiving, intercession, petition, supplication, the prayer of praise and worship, the prayer of healing, and of course, praying in the Holy Spirit. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you've got all of this power that's made available to you that you're not accessing. When the person of the Holy Spirit comes big in your life, he comes with the Bible evidence of speaking in tongues, not to make you deep and spooky spiritual, but so that you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that the spirit of the living God really does live big on the inside of you. So when the devil lies and tells you you can't, the Holy Spirit big on the inside of you will empower you that you can. Come on, if you've not been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then today is your day. The initial hour manifestation 
of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence is you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. You begin to pray in a language that you've never learned. You begin, and it lets, lets you know that the Spirit of the living God really is big on the inside of me. I don't have to rely on my own power, might, and ability because when I've done that in the past, I've fallen flat on my face. But I can rely on the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence, the person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. Are you listening to me in my closing moments? Let's go to our scripture. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and on in the King James Version. I don't know how far I'll be able to go, but it says, finally, finally, which means insofar as the rest of your life and any of its challenges is concerned. We think finally means this is the end of it. No, as the rest of your life is concerned from this moment forward, this is how we're going to do. We're going to do things differently than we have done before. So insofar as the rest of your life is concerned and any challenges that jump off in your life, be strong. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his my, last week I told you, TJ was telling me about a movie he saw where the man was inside of the robot. He was a regular, average, average man, but when he was inside of the robot, and this robot was ginormous, then anything that his arm did, the robot's arm did. So that the robot could hold up a mountain, a robot could tear down a tree, because now he was, the man was in the robot. So not only did he have his strength, he had the robot's strength. So be strong in the Lord. Come on, we got to step into the person of the Lord. Now I can be strong, not just in my power, might, and ability, but strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It says to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the mind games, the insidious insinuations, the accusations, uh, the, the deceptions, the seductions, all of those things that the devil hurls against your mind because the devil knows that what you think is what you begin to act on. So he tries to contaminate your thoughts so that you could begin to act out contaminated thoughts, get you outside of the will of God, get you outside of your armor so that he can come in for the kill. Verse 12 says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. I want to invite you to go back to last Sunday and last Thursday's message so that you can see these are rankings. These are military rankings in the kingdom of darkness. But as for today, I've been trying to get this nugget over to you so that I can get the next nugget over to you. When it talks concerning Russell, as Paul was writing this to the Ephesian church and all the other churches in that region, they already understood what this term Russell meant. It would be like us saying football. Automatically, we have a revelation of what football means. We have our favorite football team in mind. We can see the the helmet, which identifies the team. We can see the jersey. We can see our favorite player. So we automatically, without anybody telling us anything, we automatically understand what football means. Well, here in this day and time, as Paul wrote from this prison, and he wrote to the Ephesian church, he said, we wrestle 
wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle. This word wrestle comes from the Greek word pele. The Greek word pele, which means struggle, hand-to-hand fighting. It comes from the root, it's the root word palestra, which means the house or the coliseum of combat. We know what the palace and the silver dome and the arenas look like. They had arenas where they would, for sport, have people fighting. I was listening to the word um, on yesterday or today, and I was listening about Samson, and it said when they had put Samson's eyes out, they put him in a coliseum for sport. Now, it was a sport to them, and it said that there were 3,000 people, 3,000 people that just came to see violence. Are you listening to me? So this was a house of combat. People came to see wrestling, not, not on a mat like we think wrestle, but this kind of wrestling was a sport like boxing, but not boxing like we know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. They had daggers in their hands. They could fight with clubs and nails. They could fight with bricks. There were no rules. Are you listening to me? These sports were deadly and barbaric. They were extremely violent. They gouged eyes out. They had no rules at all. And how you won the game was you were the last one standing. That meant for sport, you fought to the death. Are you listening to me? Either you surrendered or you died right then and there on the spot. Here's the deal. Often they fought totally naked. They fought totally naked. They were greased down so that you wouldn't be able to snatch them up quickly. Come on, this is some violent stuff here, you guys. They had rocks and mallets and glass and all kinds of stuff. Nothing was, they had nails, they had daggers. How are you going to box with daggers in your, in your fist? Boxing with daggers. This was some crazy kind of stuff. Anything goes. You out there naked, you don't have any armor, you don't have nothing on, and you grease down and somebody coming after you with daggers and bricks and all kinds of stuff. They were known for kicking and punching and biting. Remember, um, which called Tyson bit, uh, which called him's ear, Holyfield's ear? That's where he got this from probably. No rules on the table. Just do anything that you want to do. Gouging, breaking fingers, breaking legs. And their favorite tactic was to throw you up in the air and land you on your head so that they break your neck or paralyze you. And while you're laying there paralyzed and can't move, they beat you to death. This is what they thought of when Paul said, wrestle not. That's a whole lot different than two men on a mat with a little spandex jumper on. This is a whole whole different thing. The story is told of how one man, he was hit so hard, all of his teeth were knocked out, but they never wanted to show their opponent their weakness. So with all of his teeth knocked out, instead of showing his, his opponent his weakness, he swallowed him. That's how, how, how they fought. Are you listening to me? So this is what Paul was conveying to the people, and this is what they understood. See, we just thought, you wrestle a little bit, and you wrestle a little bit. Ah, oh, pin them. I won. No, it was a whole, nother, a whole nother ball game. So now I need you to get an understanding that we don't wrestle like this against flesh and blood. 
Listen to me. Your brother and sister is not your enemy. I need somebody to understand I'm not your enemy too. Don't be mad at pastor. Don't be mad at pastor. If you're mad at pastor, forgive by faith in Jesus' name and by his blood. Forgive by faith and be free. So we can stand together and we can do what God has called us to do. Are you listening to me? I apologize if I offended anybody. I just take responsibility. But go on and forgive because we've got to stand together. Listen to me. Together we stand. But divided, we fall. You understand what happened when somebody fell? When somebody fell, they broke their neck. They broke their arm. I can't allow you to fall. And don't you let me fall. Let's stand together in faith. It says, taking on the whole armor of God, thank God we ain't got to be out there naked. We got a whole armor of God so that we can withstand. Withstand means vigorously oppose, bravely resist, stand face to face against the enemy, stand your ground, hold on, hold off, defy the enemy. Now here's the revelation. You don't have to be afraid of the devil, and I'm going to tell you why. He's already been defeated. You don't have to be afraid of the devil. He's already been defeated. Now, here's the deal. When we talk about put on the whole armor of God, automatically we say, I'm put on the whole armor of God. I'm impervious. No weapon form. We start reciting all the stuff that we like, right? But we've got to go to the chapters before Ephesians chapter 6 when it says, lay aside fornication, backbiting, lying. All, so you got to get it right. You just can't come any kind of way. Come on, it's time to lay aside all, every weight and sin that easily beset us and look to Jesus who really is the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus already won the victory for us. He bled and he died on Calvary's tree, but then he didn't stay dead. He rose again with all power, all power in heaven and earth, and he gave gifts unto men. He gave us the victory, so we're supposed to stand in the victory. We're not supposed to be afraid of the devil. The devil is afraid of us. The devil is afraid that you will get this information that I'm giving you. And it's the worst thing that could ever happen for you to have a revelation that you've already won, but you keep your stuff on. Because remember, we learned the scripture that when the enemy leaves, he goes to dry places. But he comes back again to see if the place is cleaned out. If there's no word there, if there's no service there, if there's no love there, he comes back stronger than he did before. Remember in the garden, in, in, the, in the wilderness, um, after Jesus rebuked the devil three times and then he left, the, the scripture said that he loved, the devil left for a season, which means he's coming back again. So we've got to be fortified. We've got to be prayed up. We've got to have our stuff in order. We can't have any creases, cracks, or crevices. We've got to be fortified in every area. We can't let our faith shield slouch. We've got to do those things that we know to do. Come on, are you listening to me? When is the last time that you prayed till tears streamed down your face? When is the last time that you prayed for your nation? Pray for your president. I didn't say, do you like him? I just said, pray for him. We got to pray for people that despitefully use and abuse us because we win every battle in 
prayer. I could go on to the other scriptures, but I need to just drop down because I've got to close at this point, and I've got to remind you about the whole armor of God. We can't just put on the parts of it that we like. we got to put every piece on, and we've got to put every piece on properly. The other day, Tavon was ministering, and he was saying when he played football, he put on his uh, football pads, and he said it came loose, or he didn't tie it up properly or whatever, and he said he couldn't run fast. Well, wait, you're talking about the pads? Because the pads were not on properly. It affected the other areas of his life. It affected, the other, it affected how he, you wouldn't think that the shoulder pads would now would be another thing if he said his shoes were untied or his shoe was broken or something like that. It didn't have anything to do with the shoe. It had everything to do with his shoulder pad. He said as he was running, the shoulder pads were just hit, and he said it slowed him down. Are you listening to me? I'm encouraging you today to put on the whole armor of God, put on every piece of it, but then I need you to go back a couple of chapters and fulfill the prerequisites of it too. Come on, stop sinning, stop lying, stop fornicating, stop cheating, stop doing all of those things that hinder us because God wants to overtake you with the blessings. Are you listening to me? And the devil wants to accuse you of everything that you've done. He wants to accuse you, and when he accuses you, you don't think that God hears your prayer. You feel like you don't have a right to pray. You feel like you're not worthy. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Put on the whole armor, loin, the loin, uh, gird your loins with truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. Do you know what the fiery darts are? They're like missiles. They're like missiles, so when they hit you, they explode. So the enemy wants to fire fiery darts at your mind to explode passions in you, uncontrolled passions. You get, you get hot under the collar and don't know what to do with yourself. But listen, you extinguish that with the word of God, with your shield of faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is the evidence of things not seen. Fiery darts of anger, fiery darts of all kinds. He wants to hit your mind with a fiery dart and explode it, explode passion, explode rage, explode all kinds of stuff that would hinder you from winning the battle. We talked about the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. Listen, which is the word of God. How can you be an effective Christian and you never read the word? Seriously, Larry, don't y'all have a playbook? You gotta have a playbook. How you gonna get out there and don't know any of the plays out there trying to compete on another level, on college level, and you don't even know the play? You gotta have a playbook. The word of God is our playbook. You've gotta know the word, not just agree with what I say. You gotta know the word. The Bible says you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And then you've got to have the lance of prayer. You've got to supplicate, intercede, prayer petition, prayer of thanksgiving. You've got to intercede for other people, and you can shoot that thing far away. That means you can intercede for people in another country, another city. You ain't got to be up on people, and you don't always have to be telling people, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying. Keep that to yourself and just go on and pray. Every day we pray. Every day, God answers. Man, I'm out of time, but if you come back on Thursday, I'm going to begin to talk about the loin belt of truth. I wanted to lay that foundation down today. The loin belt of truth. Truth binds everything together. This loin belt holds every piece of the 
uh, armor together. Every piece of the armor is held together because of the loin belt. Even the lance of prayer is in a pocket behind here. The shield, when you're in resting mode, is, is anchored to you. The, the sword of the spirit is anchored to you. Everything needs to be held together by the loin belt. The loin belt is the truth. Everything that you need to hold you together. Listen to me. You're not falling apart. You're being held together by the word of God. I'll say that again. You're not falling apart. You're being held together by the truth. You're being held together by the truth of the word of God. God's word is truth. And there's no other truth. The, they got a lie out in the, in the world right now. He's living his truth. She's living. That's a bold-faced lie. There is only one truth. And if it's not an adherence with the word of God, it is a bold-faced lie. Don't you fall for it in the name of Jesus Christ. I need you to know that the armor, the whole armor of God is given to you for truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, the word of God, and prayer. These are more than just words. These are weapons. Leverage them and prepare to win. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.